0: Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, a historically knowledgeable jeweler, a heroic protagonist with a justified name, very mysterious gems, the correct scientific terms for jewelry, and the latest manga news. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Monger Review, some podcasts and vain reviews about Connectly Enhanced Narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying, Konnichiwa, Aloha, Bonjourno, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well out there and hope you're excited for another fun-filled episode of this awesome, amazing, and really cool podcast. But if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin, or some podcasts and reviews about connectively enhanced narratives, is a nerdy podcast where every episode we talk about various geeky topics depending on the show you're listening to. Since this is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you, the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the design quality, and most importantly, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyarkin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N in a search bar, and I'll guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan. That's X-A-N at spirekin.com, or you could tweet me at Spirekin. And last and not least, if you enjoy what you hear, you can Support our Patreon help us create more fun content for you to enjoy, or better than that, you can go to iTunes and leave a review and a rating. Let me know what you like. Every time I get one of these emails or messages or ratings, it gives you a little more accomplishment, a little more motivation to keep doing this podcast as long as I can, because I am going to do this as long as I can, but I digress. You're not here to listen to me talk about the podcast in general, you're here to listen to me talk about Manga. So let's actually get to it. So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated unto me that I'm going to be reviewing a manga that was written by Nanako Tsuchimaru and illustrated by Mika Atsuki. Now, this is an adaptation of a light novel that came out in 2015 that was written by Tsuchimaru-san and published by a different company, which was Shuisha. It's published, the manga's being released by... Ichijinsha, and they're both being released by Seven Seas Entertainment, so if you want to read the light novel after reading the manga, they're both available and not that badly priced, I must admit. The manga was released in Monthly Comic Zero-Sum Magazine, it is a shoujo series, despite the fact that it feels like it's something completely different. The original run for this manga is 2019, and it's still coming out. There are four volumes, they haven't adapted all ten volumes of the light novel yet, but they're getting there. And the name of this manga is richard Richardshi no Kazu Kante, or the Mysterious Appraisals of Mister Jeweler the Richard, or as it's been translated, the Case Files of Jeweler Richard. So this manga is a very unique story. It's about a young man named Segi Nakata, who is a college student who is named because he is Segi. He is Justice. And he's someone who tries to do the right thing, even though things have not been that great. And one day, he ends up saving a mysterious individual from a bunch of drunks and gets involved in a very unique business. The man he saves is a jeweler who's from Britain named Richard de Volpian. He is young, handsome, and he just opened up a new shop in Japan. And he is a man of class, of sophistication, and he has an encyclopedic knowledge of mineralogy. And after being saved by Segi, he offers to buy him a drink and help him out. And Segi is like, listen, you can help me out, you're a jeweler, so could you appraise a ring for me? This is left behind by my deceased grandmother. Richard takes it, looks at it, it's a pink sapphire, and he's like, oh, this is a pink sapphire, that's very intriguing. Let me look at it, and I'll get back to you about it. And from there, turns out that there is a mystery behind this sapphire, and how his grandmother got it. And with this mystery, a lot of action and incidents occur, which I'm not going to reveal because this is a mystery series. And it ends up that Segi becomes a part-timer working at Richard's shop, jeweler a stranger and they end up becoming besides jewelers kind of detectives where each time a jewel comes into their possession there's a story behind it and they have to either solve the mystery or deal with it and meanwhile segi is learning all the things that richard has to teach him while richard is enigmic and weird and very unique and that is the series in a nutshell The first volume covers two specific mysteries. The first mystery it covers is the story of the pink sapphire ring that Segi got from his grandmother. Now, fun fact, it also tells you that rubies and sapphires are both gems of the same type. They just have different colors. They're known as corundum. I didn't know that. It's kind of educational, this manga. And the second case deals with a ruby brooch that's known as a pigeon blood ruby which pretty much means it was mined in Myanmar, and it's super valuable and the deal is a young woman comes in bringing this brooch and she wants it authenticated and her reasons for wanting it authenticated are very unusual she also gives a fake name because reasons and i'll tell you this now if you've watched the anime for this this is completely different After reading the first two volumes of this series, I went and watched the anime because I heard the anime was decent. The anime is decent, however, they completely gut the stories, the... Basics are the same. It's, okay, here's the jewel that's involved. Here's the client. That's it. Everything else they change and adapt to make it more compelling or interesting. However, the manga is more fascinating. And there are so many elements that have been removed for the viewers. I don't know why, but they're kind of important. And they make things more understandable. For example, as I said, in the second story, there is a young woman who brings in a brooch. And her motivations are the same. However, there's more to it than what the anime just kind of glosses over. It says, oh, this is the reason, the end. It's like, no, the party that's involved, that's mentioned, actually shows up. So it's a whole other thing. And the series is very odd. Because we have our two main characters. We have uh, Richard and Segi, who are kind of working together. Richard is this very almost a living jewel this stone-cold beauty who is very shrewd knows his clients is very intelligent able to speak multiple languages is obsessed with properly done tea and will only drink that or water nothing else and is very extreme about his abilities and is very judgmental about things Meanwhile, on the other hand, we have Segi, who's this college student who wants to be a public servant. He wants to just do the right thing no matter what. And he's friendly, honest, and he is the person who essentially does household chores at the store. Ends up keep trying to make the right type of tea over and over and over again until he gets it right. And these are our two protagonists who you have to deal with. And they're the main people in the story. The only other person who really shows up for the first part is Shoko, Now, Shoko is one of Segi's classmates from school that he has a crush on. Also, she is a mineralogy nerd. She is someone who, as she says it, she is in the rock class, and he's in the gem class. Like, she's obsessed with rocks in general. She's a geology nut. And he is learning about jewels, so he knows jewelry, but she gets super serious when she's talking about the... the, all the scientific elements about the jewels, like, oh, so that's a pigeon ruby, huh? Must be that. I wonder if the size is an A3 or an A4, and super analytical. And Segi really, really likes her, but he doesn't tell her what's going on. So these are the characters that we deal with. So overall, how is this story? Well, it's a mystery series. There are set mysteries that they lay out, and if you pay attention, you can kind of solve what's going on. Most times you can't, but for the most part, it does lay it out in a way where you figure out what's going on quickly and understandably. And the stories are fascinating and I've got to say the knowledge about geminology, I had never known. And it was like, this is actually intriguing. Now the other element of Seggy working for Richard and the whole, will they, won't they, are they a couple? Are they not? Eh, It's okay. It's, it's interesting because they introduce, uh, Shoko, and that's the person he's actually in love with. But then there's the whole... Everyone thinks that him and Richard are together. There's that whole love triangle that's kind of been established. But honestly, Richard is genderless and asexual, essentially. The only thing he cares about is milk, tea, candy, and jewels. That's it. So it's just... It's a shoujo series that's very different. Now... while we have our two main characters. Are they cool? Yeah. Are they drawn well? Actually... They're exceptionally drawn well, and also the jewelry is beautiful and intricate and detailed. I There's a sequence when they're going through a jewelry book and going over the different classes on why certain types are more expensive than others. And each of the gems look not photorealistic, but they're really impressive. They don't look like just a, a cheap sketch. It looks like there was some time spent making these jewels look as presentable and as beautiful as possible. Overall, the artwork for the backgrounds, really good. The artworks for the main characters, it's okay. It does get into chibi mode at times, but it's the shoujo genre, so it makes sense. The plot itself, like I said, pretty good. Now, the production quality, one of my issues. For this series, it's a mystery series, but we're only getting two mysteries per book. It's just volume one, part one. Part two, part one, part two, that's all we're getting. I would have preferred a little more. When I can get a manga which has nine chapters and it varies it, or Monster, for example, which is one continuous story, but it's compelling and fast, this one does not feel that compelling and fast. It kind of takes its time and its slow pace, but not a good slow pace. It's a little frustrating. And that's one of the negatives about this series. The other part is, while it is very unique, if you do don't have an interest in jewelry or mysteries, I don't think that you'll find anything for it in this series. I really don't. I don't think it'd be like, oh, I really want to read The Next Jewel Richer because honestly, it's a niche series. And so if we put it all together, it's got a decent storyline. It has some great artwork in it. It's got mediocre quality design for the layout for the mangas. More importantly than that, the manga itself, it's kind of boring. It's a white cover. It's like, yeah, this is about jewelry, and the cover looks kind of rough. Also, it's not a glossy cover. It feels papery. I, I got to knockoff points for that. So for these reasons, I have to give the Case Files of Jeweler Richard our middle-of-the-ground rating of A Gift from Your Crazy Aunt Muriel. It's okay, but forgettable. It's a unique story, and you do learn things about mineralogy, which you could talk about. But for the most part, this didn't engage me. It didn't make me want to read more about it. I read this. It was good, but it could have been better. It really could have been a lot better. And the whole mystery part, the first mystery is so compelling, so unique. And then that second mystery is just kind of okay, so it's about this, and then the reason for appraisal is, wait, what? It really just, the, the mystery falls apart in that second case. Uh, cases three and four, which I'm not going to get into, they're a little more engaging, but not by much. So for that reason, it's a gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel, okay, but forgettable. It's engaging, but if you you're not interested in this, you're not going to read it, and you're not going to keep going on with it. And that's the truth. And so, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, or if you disagree with me, you can email me personally, Zan, that's XAN at or tweet me at spirekin. Or, if you're listening to this on YouTube, leave comments down below. And so, with that, let's actually get to the manga releases for the week. And this is for August 16th, 2022, and we have 16 titles that came out this week. So, first off, we've got the Attack on Titan Omnibus Number 6, which is volumes 16-18. to 18. The Black Lagoon, Volume 12, has finally come out. Can you believe it? It's been like six years since Black Lagoon came out. So I'm excited to get this new volume. Classroom of the Elite, Volume 3. Crossplay Love, Otaku Cross Punk, Volume 1. Dead Dead Demons, d Volume Eleven, Even Though We're Adults Volume Five. Hero, after being rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway, Volume 1, the light novels finally being released. Got postponed a couple of times. Jujutsu Kaisen, Volume 16 and 17, has been released this week. Levitus S, Volume 10 is coming out. My repair skill became a versatile cheat, so I think I'll open a weapon shop, the manga, Volume 1, which sounds like a very unique twist on the light novel genre and on the more importantly the izakai genre but we'll have to wait and see ramen wolf and curry tiger volume one i have no idea what that one's about rooster fighter volume one a lot of people are talking about this series i honestly have no interest in this but i might check it out just see what the hell it is but that's if the wheel of manga dictates it anyway spriggan deluxe edition volume one is being released by viz the way of the house husband volume eight Ultraman Volume 17, Vivu Prototype, The Light Novel Volume 1, and then last and certainly not least, Zom 100, The Bucket List of the Dead, Volume 7 has been released. So which of these are you most excited for? For me, it's going to be Zom 100, Ultraman, Way of the House Husband, Spriggan, Repair Skill, Became a Versatile Cheat, uh, Higahiro, Classroom of the Elite, and Black Lagoon. Which are the ones that you're excited about? Which ones are you kind of sad about? Let me know. Tweet me at ZanatSparkin, or at Sparkin. Let me know your thoughts on this. And so, before we forget, remember to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. And for everyone who has been listening, I appreciate each and every one of you. You're all awesome. And every single one of you, I hope that things are going good for you because... Every time I get one of your messages or your tweets or just a review, it puts a smile on my face and gives me more motivation to keep this podcast going that I've been doing since 2008. I'm going to keep going on until I'm an old man who has to read mangas with thick, thick glasses and probably a magnifying glass. But thank you so much, and I appreciate each and every one of you. If you're on our Patreon, hey, what's up? Hope you're good. We've got some cool, fun uh personal podcasts coming out, including one which we're reviewing a movie, which I'm surprised I never talked about before, but we're going to get to that later, and that's only for Patreon members, so if you want to check that out, patreon.com for drive Spark, and that's our fourth tier. Anyway, I digress, so let's actually get to that part you have all been waiting for, and what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the 10 slots. So, we're going to do is we're going to spin that one, not only the Wheel of Manga, and whatever number it lands on, that's what we're going to review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 486. That means we are 14 away from episode 500. So, if you have any ideas for what you should do in 500, Leave me a tweet at Spirekin with your thoughts on what episode 500 we should do. But let's actually spin so we're going to review the next episode, shall we? Number two. So, it looks like in the next episode, I am going to be going back into the world of Shigeru Mizuki, but not in the way you think. This is not a major series of his. This is actually a recreation of a famous work from 1910 that he adapted and changed. This has been translated by Zach Davidson, and it's one which... It looks beautiful and actually technically should be in fairy tales, not in manga. We're talking about Tomo Monogatari. What is it about? What's the story? Well, you're going to have to wait till the next episode to find out. But either way, I hope you enjoy this episode. As usual, I am your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time and keep reading manga. I'll see you later.